0: Hello, and welcome to the DC Godcast. My name is Chad Sims, and today I am interviewing Father Bob. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Father Bob. Father Bob, thanks for being with me.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: This question deals with the historical aspect of the Catholic Church, but before, let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, help us to have empathy for our neighbors and learn to lead with love. Give us hope to continue in our trying times. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, let's jump right in. Is the Catholic Church the church that Jesus established?
1: Yes. Nice question? <laughs> uh, um, it is. Jesus, he established the church and founded it and we give thanks for that. However, before I go on further, I I just want to say that we have a great respect for our Protestant brothers and sisters. They reflect the love of God in the world in many beautiful ways, but the bottom line is, yeah, that uh, Jesus established uh, the Catholic Church is the church that Jesus established. He chose Peter to be our first pope, and ever since then, there has been what we call apostolic succession. So the teaching of uh, the bishops, there's been a, a continuity for 2000 years. It's, it's a great blessing. The Holy Spirit has been in the church guiding us all this time. Now, what's interesting is that, and some people might think, how could the church, Catholic Church be the church? Because we're all sinners. But, you know, that, that, that's part of the reality that uh, we, we are part of one holy Catholic apostolic church. But, you know, the church is holy, but we're, all, we're all, all sinners. But we give thanks for the ways in which the Holy Spirit has worked through the church for all this time. Not only the apostles, but we, we look at, like, church fathers, like St. Ignatius of Antioch, He died in the year about 110, and he's most noted for uh, some letters, about seven letters that he wrote on his way to Rome to be martyred. And in those letters, he talks about the role of a bishop. He talks about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. So it's not like the church is, you know, in the year 400, kind of came up with these ideas that we've been practicing ever since. It's all been there since really the, the beginning and the, the first century. And so we, we give thanks for the ways in which Jesus, who established the church, uh, he continues to bless the church. You know, there's one interesting story. There was one fellow who was a non-denominational preacher, and he was watching TV one night, and he came across an EWTN, a Catholic mass, and he was watching it. He said, wait, now this looks a lot like what uh, Justin Martyr, who died about the year 165. He lived from around like 100 to 165. This is kind of what he described as as the mass. So that was very compelling for him. And he, he looked further and further into the church and the history and the teaching of the church, the church fathers, and he eventually became Catholic. So, yes, it is the church founded by Jesus.
0: So it sounds like you're pointing out a lot of similarities between this early church in the beginning with St. Peter to the modern Catholic church that we attend and follow today. Yes. However, things have changed throughout the course. Like at one point, priests could be married. Is this an argument against the Catholic church being Jesus' church?
1: Well, I would say that the Holy Spirit is always alive and well, and there are certain things that can change and other things that can't. You know, yes, the tradition of having married priests has developed over the years, but there's other things that are just traditions that will not change. Our understanding of the Eucharist, our understanding of who Jesus is. So I would say it's not a contradiction. You know, like some people said, hey, there was a time when you couldn't eat meat on Friday. So like, you know, any time during the year, and now we can. What does that mean? So there's, I guess you could say there's traditions with a small T, capital T. There's parts of our faith that simply wouldn't be changed because they're they're fundamental to who we are.
0: Would you say nowadays that there's any need for any lowercase T traditions that maybe need to be changed more modern ever since Vatican
1: II? Well, if you wanted to summarize Vatican II in one sentence, it would be the universal call to holiness, all right, for everyone. Mm. Uh, It's not just for priests and sisters, nuns, to become holy, and they're going to pray the rest of us into heaven, but rather uh, it's a universal call to Mm -hmm. holiness. And so, yeah, I would say that there is ways in which we can grow in our spirituality, our prayer life. You know, 50 years ago, the Divine Mercy Chaplet wasn't something that was well-known. So there's, uh, there's small traditions that indeed can help us grow to be more vibrant.
0: Listeners, we're going to put some links into the show notes with references that Father Bob made to St. Justin the Martyr and St. Ignatius of Antioch. Their writings are fascinating looks at the early church and definitely show how early church was the Catholic church. For now, Father Bob, thank you so much for joining me today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have a question you want us to address on the podcast, send us an email at the DC Godcast at For now,
1: I'm Chad Sims signing off the DC Godcast.